Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Journey Now podcast by Journey Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. For more information on Journey Church and our gatherings, please visit journeytn.com. Welcome. El Shaddai. Oh, <laughs> so glad you joined us this uh whenever you're listening to this for another Journey Now podcast. We're going to get serenaded by our friend Michael fresh off of a flight. Fresh off of a flight to where Southern he, California. Where he ran into a yeah, let me just say, let me just say, guys. So, um, and it was since moving to Nashville, yes, I have been waiting to be starstruck. Mm. And uh, the first time that happened um, uh, was when um, my wife and I were eating in uh, Franklin, and Kathy Lee Gifford yeah. walked by in yeah. the Franklin, in yeah. Franklin, yeah. And, I, and I said, "Babe, that is Kathy Lee Gifford." And I have to say, she didn't. Move the meter. Yeah. I mean, but but that was our first. I mean, yeah. so we thought, oh, okay, that's cool. I mean, obviously, I'm around Tim Timmons yeah. and Susie Lynn yeah, yeah. and Kevin Dixon, so I'm used to big deals. Yeah. Oh, right. And so uh, I get on my Southwest flight going to California. Dear listener. And um, yes, and um, and all of a sudden, I, I find myself in the, kind of the best seat in the plane, which is that first bulkhead seat. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and I'm just eyeing everybody. Yeah. I'm eyeing them up and down. Yep. My I'm name is Sit by me. Were you in the A group boarding? I he's I in the special a, group. I am an A list. I am oh. in, in a special group too oh. because pre board. I'm I'm a pre boarder because I buy two tickets. Oh, uh, one for me <laughs> and one for my invisible friend Jesus. <laughs> and so, and Jesus happens to have very wide hips. So, so Jesus often uses yeah. the extra seat. But but anyway. <laughs> That's a story for another time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People will say, "Is that seat taken?" Yes, it is. Actually, it is. Uh Anyway, so Jesus and I were conversing, and all of a sudden, I look up and I have to do a double take because there, legit, there is Amy Grant. Thy word is lamp. Yes, yes. Is that is that coincidence? It is not. Yeah, and you felt like you needed to text us and tell us. Well, I did. In all caps, because and, what happened next? Please, there were two different encounters with Amy Grant on oh, the plane. Oh, oh, so oh. the first encounter was me doing a double take and then recognizing, you know, because I'm I'm around celebrities and Jesus a lot. was sitting right next. <laughs> to Yeah, you. and Jesus doesn't make a big deal of that. Yeah, and so I kind of leaned in and I and I needed to let her know that I knew. Yeah, that, that she's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I said, I think you're awesome, and then I literally, physically winked at her. <laughs> wow. Just to say, not, not in a flirtatious way. Oh. Let me just confess that right now. Yeah. There's Can no flirtation. Can you show us? Yes, like oh, wow. that. <laughs> okay. And I yeah, winked. That's and I winked. Saying, <laughs> and I winked. That's pretty exaggerated, I'd say. Well, like, that's what it was. Yeah, I winked, yeah. saying, you know, I know who you are. Right. I think you're great. Yeah. And and just uh, we'll keep it between us. And she said in this voice that I cannot replicate, but I I guarantee sounds angelic. Mm. She says, "Well, that's what every girl wants to hear." And then what? she just kept walking. That's what she said. <laughs> My heart skipped a beat. Yeah, I said, "Okay, Jesus." <laughs> Like, this is a great way to start the fight off. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I thought, well, that's it, right? Because she's, I mean, you know, I'm not going to, it just, you know, yeah. the the wink was enough. Yeah. But to then, scare her off, right. Not to scare her off, but just to say, listen, I know, we, like, we know. Yeah. We know each other. Yeah. She went and, and sat in the back of the plane. I know. Like, well, she didn't. She's oh. in the emergency because, exit, right? Yeah, because. <laughs> because. 
And if you don't know who Amy Grant is, I can't help you. No, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> um, but the, I did a puppet show in youth oh group to El Shaddai. This is not where I thought this was <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you so, didn't see that coming. We had a puppet ministry. So I was, kid you not. Was okay. it a sock puppet or like a I don't remember. marionette? I don't I have no, I have okay. only a memory of a lot of red <laughs> velour mm. and oh. then some sort of puppet mouthing the words of that song. Okay. Which was great because no one really knew the words except for the El Shaddai part. So yeah, you yeah. Can just kind of move it and, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Anyway, yeah, okay. all that is to say, the second encounter, so I got up. And because I'm right, and I'm I'm making friends. Jesus and I are talking to the the you know the flight attendants, and I get up to stretch my back. Um, and did you turn around to look at her? Well, <laughs> I did take a quick glance, just kind of locate yeah. her on the plane. Did right. you lay in the aisle with your legs up like no, you were in no. the office the other day? No, I did not. <laughs> Good question, though. I Susie. have did a you suspicion. Ask her to stretch your legs. <laughs> I have a no. I have a suspicion that airplane uh, floors aren't most the most hygienic thing yeah, in, in the world. It's probably safe. So I was just doing the bend over stretch, you know, <laughs> oh, showing, the, nope, showing nope, the keister. Nope. You want to start and, over? I think we start this thing over. And and so and then all and so, but I'm in the galley. I mean, I'm not doing it in the middle of the row. I'm in the galley. You know, you're doing yeah. a, a full on bend over stretch <laughs> yes. in the galley. Yes, with the flight attendants. Were the flight attendants in the jump seats? They no, they were. They Thank were God. doing the service. No, I wouldn't have done that to them. <laughs> Unless they offered money, and in which case I would have considered oh, it. Now we're back to magic. What Mike's now last we're band. back to creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but speaking so, of but, yeah, yeah. Oh, there it Continue. is. So I'm I'm stretching, and then and then I look up, and Amy Grant is at the as at the entrance to the galley, and she asked me in <laughs> as, that you're, as you're doing your stretch. Does Continue, and she asked me in that beautiful dusky voice. She's like. Are you going to use the bathroom? Oh. And I said, "No, ma'am. Please go ahead." Oh. And that was it. That I mean, I wow. felt like first of all, I felt like we had a great conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Secondly, I think if she saw me, she would recognize me and yeah. probably run the other way. But thirdly, I haven't winked at anybody in probably twenty years. I mean, that's uh, probably good. Yeah, I mean, probably. I mean, I probably have involuntarily some sort of twitch. Some sort of early onset, you know, prostate Yeah, you just can't blame no this idea. one on Some kind of Tourette situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this was an intentional, full-on, yeah. half-my-face-involved yeah. wink. Yeah. And she, I think she received it well. I really do. Because she said that beautiful line. That's right. what every girl wants to hear. So right. I took that to mean. Yes. That had she not been married to Vince Gill, I would be an option. Uh, yeah. So is she married to Vince Gill? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. I wasn't sure. Anyway, I haven't followed Amy Grant very closely, but it was just funny. So, so Jesus and I had a great flight. Yes, it was super windy. So it took us. It should be a three-hour flight. Yeah, it took us four and a half hours to get there. Hmm. So, Ooh. yeah. Do you guys want any more details? I had to no, stretch this, a couple more times. We're yeah, good. and then okay, and then and then it landed. Well, it did land, yeah. and it was an abrupt. It was. Okay. It was not a great Amazing. landing. It was right. not. But. And I got off first, and I didn't wait for her because uh, I figured, you know, we'd connect. Yeah, you'd already. Yeah, I, there, yeah. Was yeah. Yeah. there was nothing left to prove. Connection was done. There was nothing left to prove. You right. didn't invite her onto the podcast or anything like that. You know, <laughs> I didn't. I should have. I should have said, "Ma'am, we um, we have a we have a big podcast yeah. with a couple dozen listeners." Yeah. 
And one of them is my brother, Brad. I've got to give a shout out every week. Yeah. And then one of them is your friend, Steve. Todd. Todd mm-hmm. is his name. Same diff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, you you have a friend named Steve. I but, do. Yeah. Well, my you're best married. friend. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you winked at Steve? Uh, I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not okay. really a big winker. Yeah, I agree. Mike yeah. is. Apparently. Apparently. Well, I wasn't. I was rusty. Um, it probably was a little too slow. So, you know, you know what today is? Changing gears. Can I change gears? Yeah, today is February 28th. Yeah. The last Which day of is, February. It is Kevin's journey anniversary. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Seven yeah. years. Seven, seven years. That was years. your first day? It was February 28th, seven years ago? Actually, it was February 29th. Now, here's, well, we don't have that funny. this year. <laughs> now, here's what's funny. You know how when you look at presidents when they take office versus oh, when they leave God. office? Yes. <laughs> So we have in the vault Oof. the picture of Kevin seven years ago Nothing versus like seven yep. years later, and it's it's like the presidency. Yeah, it really? is absolutely. Oh Do you yeah, think? yeah. Do you... Oh, the beard definitely has gotten yeah. very gray. Oh yeah. Mm. No, I mean he has this picture on his blog. Was when I first looked him up, Kevin Dixon's oh, blog. Yeah. yeah, I was I like, hey, that's a really young yeah. looking guy. And then I saw him and went, that's a spiritual father. <laughs> and so that picture was taken seven years ago. About? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It has gotten grayer. But it still looks good. <laughs> there it is. It she, awesome. she winked at you with her, yeah. with her words. Yeah. <laughs> she winked with her words. Yeah. Yes. She winked wow. with her words. Totally. Uh, totally. So, congratulations. Thanks. We're glad yeah. you're here. So, yeah. one, so that was like one year. Or no, in pastor years, seven years is like 49. <laughs> Somewhere in that jacket. <laughs> pastor years. These are facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 so yes. anyway, you're here. Yeah. Elton John put it best. You're still standing. It's still standing. Mm. Yes. Yes. Give us... Give Sometimes us... better t- days than others. Yep. Yeah. 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 Have you ever, ever... Oh, boy. Well, I just... Ever, ever. Yeah, I wanted to hear... So, so every uh, pastor has a... Like, if I weren't doing this mm. sort of job yeah. fantasy, um, <laughs> mine was a mowing yards. I would love to be like, I would just love to be in a riding mower and mowing big yards all day. I think that would be super fun mm. listening to podcasts, being outside. I think that'd be great. What, what did you have one of those? And if so, what is it? That's a good question. Thank uh, you. Before getting into the ministry, I should have asked Amy Grant that. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, you should. Even even now, in the days that you're like, oh my gosh, this is so yeah. hard. I just yeah, want to yeah, go. Yeah, do, go go do what? I would I would own my own garage and work on cars. Okay, there it is. Yeah, there it is. Okay, people. I think people were curious about that. Yeah, yeah. it's the it's the idea of doing something that you can complete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would what would yours be? Mm, it changes. Supplement representative. I would probably mm. work at a doctor's office. Oh, you'd be great. Or be a bartender. Huh. See. Really, it's the same thing. Same mm. totes, same diff. Yeah. Totes. Yeah. totes. Timothy, how about you, man? What would you... Gosh, I say often I should just be a real estate agent. Oh, you'd be so good. You'd be good be at it. Fun hanging with so people. Good. I like houses. Yeah, mm-hmm. You do love houses. Mm-hmm. I like that. Or I'd, yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. I just... Music would be the other thing. But that's... Oh. But you do that. I guess I do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah, Good music work. would be my thing. Yeah. Um, yes, I, uh, I believe that. So this week, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen... We had a guest speaker, yeah, who 
prior to his journeyversary. Mm-hmm. He's not really a guest. Speaker. A word. No, I'm no, I'm playing this oh, okay. up. He's, he's playing a role. He's it's, yeah, he's gonna wink in a okay. second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his name's Kevin. Okay, so Ooh. yes, he's not a guest speaker. Yeah, I was no, trying to build it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I, I know. I know he's not a guest speaker. He was speaking here before I ever was a a thought in Journey's eye. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So, Oof. So, yes. Oof. So, Kevin, what did you talk about this week? Oh, it yeah. It was good. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I picked up on your theme. That It's uh, Mark's theme. My it's friend Mark's Jesus theme, right. and I yes. were on the plane and talking about, yes. where should we go yes. with this? And I interjected a little levity into trying to understand the disciples. Oh, wow. Um, which, I don't know if it hit or not. Tim seems to think it was okay. Well, what, what uh, was it? He well, was a very obscure movie. Yes. Yeah. An obscure reference. It was oh, the, um, really Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Yeah. Trying to... So try... anyone under 30. Yes. It was hit or miss. So that's why over. we played the clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of Lloyd talking to the girl that Mary, that he was trying so desperately to uh, be with, and she, and asked the question, what What are the odds of, yeah. you know... Me and you, a guy like you, or a guy guy like me and a girl like you getting together, and he said one in a hundred, and she said no, more like one in a million. And his response to that, yeah, in the midst of all that, was you're saying there's a chance, and it was you know yeah. a classic. Yeah, I um, felt like Amy moment. Grant and I had a very similar exchange. Oh my yes. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> You're nope. saying there's a chance. There's going to be and a yes. restraining order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm guessing you've received it just like Lloyd did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. missed the whole point of yeah. the conversation. He missed the nuance. He missed, because he had a preconceived idea of what Ooh, he... Draw the analogy. Yes. I see the analogy. All, draw it. Kev- draw it, Kevin. Of, and he only heard what he wanted to hear. And how does that... How uh, do we find oh, that in the I text, know. Kevin? I have and, no idea. And the disciples only hear what they want to hear from mm-hmm. Jesus. And they just couldn't get wrap their minds around the idea that Jesus was going to go to Jerusalem and die and, and rise from the dead. And they were like, it didn't matter how many times. I think he probably told them more times than what was recorded. But <laughs> there's three times recorded in the book of Mark, and they still don't get it. So what was their, how did they miss it this time? This time? Yeah, what was their immediate reaction to him announcing it? Oh, let's talk about who's the greatest in the, oh. in the kingdom. And, and they were, I don't know if they were embarrassed by it, but they didn't want to talk about it. And then they also didn't get the king, they don't get the kingdom in the way that it's so upside down and that mm-hmm. you have to enter into it like a child. And mm-hmm. they, they don't get why power and riches and money don't translate into the kingdom because they thought they were setting up an earthly kingdom. Right. And so yeah. the rich man shows up, right, and gets on his knees. They don't hinder him. They don't tell him he can't come. They had hindered the children and mm-hmm. shooed the children away. And so you see this contrast playing out. And in the contrast playing out, you realize um, they have missed the whole idea of what Jesus was here for and what he was ushering in. And so with that is the question that was prompted, I tried to prompt over and over again, and was, you know, what does it take to change your mind of of what you believe so deeply? Because they believe something very deeply that they were taught ever since they were little, is that a warrior king is going to come, a messiah, and he's going to help us be liberated. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and overthrow whatever empowering power or Babylon has overtaken us. And at this moment, it was the Romans. Yeah. And so they were convinced that that's what was going to happen. No matter what God in flesh said to them, they were convinced of this. And it, it, it 
So what does it take for us to move off of things that we believe? And so part of the conversation then revolved a little bit around money and my my experience over the years with money and the church. And, connect, connect the two real quick. Oh, uh, the rich. Well, just in terms of like, okay, so here's the dynamic with the disciples mm -hmm. going on. Here's yeah. the rich man who presents who we think greatness is the yes. kid who we think weakness. weakness is and the disciples don't get why this guy can't enter into the kingdom they don't mm. understand why is it so hard for a rich man to get into heaven jesus right. says it's harder for a rich man to go through the eye or a camel to go through the high eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter into heaven and they are appalled amazed and they ask the, the the disciples go then who gets into heaven after that who who can get into heaven if it's not the rich man. So right. there's this this connection between getting into heaven and understanding how money works in this world. So from the disciples' perspective is, is that the rich man was blessed, so he must be blessed by God, so that therefore this blessing must give him access to the kingdom of God. Right. As opposed Which is to, different from heaven as we think. Right, and also just the whole dismissing of children mm -hmm. and jesus keeps saying no you have to be like this to mm -hmm. enter mm -hmm. and they keep gravitating towards the power towards the money towards the manipulation towards using their influence to gain access into this kingdom and that's what they were doing they were so debating embedded into this whole, whole story yes is the critique of, of the obstacle that was presented as yep uh love of money right to getting into the yeah. kingdom and the guy in Jesus, Jesus loves him, uh, invites him in. He invites the rich man in and he gives him a unique invitation. Sell everything you have and come follow me. Mm -hmm. Just like the disciples have done. Mm -hmm. Just like Jesus has done. Just like you got to abandon this and let's go. And he couldn't. Mm -hmm. And he walks away sad because he can't. Yeah. And so there, there is the... Therein? Uh, therein you lies the tension Four. Yep. He did there say it, it is. on Sunday. He did, did say he? it on Sunday. Did he? Did, and did and he... I was tempted to do this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's still. a certain Susie hand just, gesture that goes right. with their hand. Acted Susie, like it was fine. Yeah. Susie just went like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. with her hand. Yeah. 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 Uh, did a. Yeah, let's if go. You, if you don't know people, that Kevin says that often, and therein lies the problem. Uh, yes. Because right. right. I'm. What am I always confronting problems? Yeah. Right. Uh, and. Well. And so some of the questions, and I got some of the questions afterwards, is like, mm -hmm. so where, and I, and I spoke with my, uh, about some of the tensions that I've experienced over the years of being a pastor forever, is that being taught. In dog years. Yes. Being taught when I was younger by mentors that money is the motor that makes ministry go. And that, and then in the next breath say, yeah, but you don't want to talk to your people too much about money because it makes them uncomfortable and you don't want them to be uncomfortable. So. I, I lived in that vice for, for many years. And so then as it prompted a few questions afterwards. I got a couple on the text line about, so where does money, what role does money play then in ministry? Mm -hmm. What if, mm -hmm. if God doesn't need our money, mm -hmm. which he doesn't. So, but journey needs to pay its mortgage and mm -hmm. um, pay its people. So how do those two things come together? And I thought we could talk about that this morning Great. as a result of, me not being able to clearly communicate it on Sunday. So I know you run a ministry over there called 10,000 Minutes. Uh, well, it was Timothy. formally named $10,000. It wasn't uh, formally. <laughs> then we got more. So, yeah. yeah. So what like, is. I can't call it $100,000. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So what is the relationship? What is the relationship between ministry, church, and money? If, if in fact, it's not 
they, yeah, those two statements were wrong. If those two statements, right, if from my mentors were wrong, what is, so what is the relationship between money and that? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think, I think that's one of the things we wrestle with. I've wrestled with for a long time. And so for me, yeah, you guys, just go ahead. Keep focused. Stay focused. For me. Yeah. That has been the dance of, okay, how do I hold this with, with open hands and allow God to have access to and provide for in the way that he wants to provide without using the tools of i'm going to just say the world and drag them into the kingdom and say okay i can use manipulation i can use uh shame i can use coercion i can use a bunch of different things to to invoke the response i want I think your calendar idea is really good. You like the calendar idea? Yeah, the calendar of Journey staff. I think one. I, oh, sell the calendar. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a fundraiser. I uh, think that's a great idea. Yeah. Tim Timmons, <laughs> February. <laughs> yes. Touche. Yep. Anyway, um, this is. So, I mean, this is. I don't have a good answer for this either. This uh, is a really hard one for me. This is probably the hardest one for me. Just finances. Yeah. Well, you, you grew up with a dad that was a pastor, and you grew up in that environment too yeah i mean i i grew up in a lot of money mm -hmm. and then um not a lot of money then yeah we were very we were doing great I, as far as i could see now that looking back hearing other stories about what was actually happening mm -hmm. but right i grew up in a very affluent area and we had everything we needed and wanted and and then there's a divorce and then we're you know, hoping to find bread. It was like, okay, let's, let's be careful with groceries. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. My yeah. mom and I. Yeah. So I've got this, that shaped me in the way of scarcity. Uh -huh. So I live there. So I, I'm really curious about this conversation too. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Okay. And I deal with it. Hillary and I were just talking about it the other day of what's this look like for us. Um, we took some money, you know, God bless America and our house. Cause we bought seven years ago, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, or eight years ago, so we took some money out because we were, we wanted to build something in our house, oh. and we're just having questions about it. Like, what is this? Do we do this? Like, this would be so great. There are some great motives for it, and yeah, yeah. So we're having this same question. No, just right tell now. them what it is. Listen. A pool. I want to build a pool. No, no. I was. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was the. <laughs> I thought it was the like sauna that you and I talked about. Oh no 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 no. Okay. That's on the pool deck. Okay. Got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Got it. Gosh, I just I want I want water, and it's mm -hmm. we're 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 a house that everybody comes to anyways. Yeah. And it's like how fun would that be? Yeah, yeah. and you but, can do baptisms. We can do baptisms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then I, you know, being raised in in the area that we are, we've also heard people go, "Oh, I'm, I'm going to get this yacht just so we can have other people on it. It's going to be used for oh. ministry." <laughs> yeah. And I, I go, "Gosh, I watched that too." Or yeah. people go, "God really bought this house for me." I'm like, I don't know if yeah. he right. bought that, <laughs> right, 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 or right. you just wanted it. And right. It's fine to want right. a house or a pool or right. yeah. I. It just I'm. I little... want you to have a pool. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, like, he yeah, wants yeah. to go over and yeah, swim yeah, in it yeah, yeah. Um, with a jacuzzi, please. Yeah. So I think. Yeah. There's, anyways, the, part I, of the tension for me, Tim, and I hear you know same thing. I, I, I drive a a little convertible around, right? Say it. Yeah. What kind of convertible? It's a BMW. Ferrari. It's older than yeah. it's older than. In, in most of your children. In, in BMW years. years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a 2000 Z3, yeah. but. Yeah. Susan it, was born just older than that. all of my children. <laughs> right. Exactly. So there's, but there's a, um, 
a little twinge of should I do that, <laughs> right? Is it well? So is so it okay? Is, the, is what you want to talk about the relationship between <laughs> money and the church, right? Or money and the believer? I think because those are two for me. Those are mm -hmm. two separate questions. I think the church today. Okay, we great. can talk about money and us later. Great, but I I think part of it is is that as pastors we receive our money from the church, mm -hmm. and so there is a there's an undeniable connection all around for the yeah. four of us sitting around here. Um, that that money is connected to us in some ways that we can't can't escape and i think that's part of the tension that you mentioned tim is okay this money was given to the church is paid you know i get paid for my job what i do with it ultimately is up to me and it's my responsibility between me and god what i do with it but also there's a connection between that and how we got it yeah i when we when i left um a church community that mike and i were part of in california we mm -hmm. started this other my friend doug and i started this other church community that we're like, ooh, this would be so fun. Doug's doing this. I'm doing this. This will yeah. be awesome. Yeah. And uh, we made a decision, though. We said, we're not going to make any decisions based on money. Right. And let's just, let's see how that goes. Let's see if we can, yeah. basically, that's when 10,000 minutes started. It was like, let's just see if we can help each other walk with Jesus during the week yeah. and join him during the week. Yeah. Um, right. And not make decisions based on money so if we get a, if we a kids ministry then money's going to come in then we can keep doing this and yeah it's like or let's just what does jesus want let's do that right and it was the greatest failure of my entire life because <laughs> it did not we tanked it because we kept asking hard questions yeah and trying to undo this thing this yeah. church thing that we'd always done right. and we knew so well how to do i mean sure. we're so good at it yeah how did it fail what was the failure i think we kept just saying okay we're we're just going to see what, if Jesus is the most, you know, famous person in this community and we're just going to join him and not make a big deal about this gathering and all, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. how do we do that? And if we don't have money for kids ministry yet, um, we're not going to put all this money into that so that we can build this thing mm -hmm. so that it can right. become this thing. It was almost the motive of yeah. what would it become in the end? You know the end goal to get to the end goal we needed to do x y and z right. and we just decided we're just not going to do that so if jesus if you want this thing to be awesome yeah and be this mega awesome thing then you open that door you make that happen i'm never gonna you know make that happen ever in my life right. again because i've already done that yeah so whatever you want jesus you lead and we it really was like the principle the the founding principle was jesus you lead in this thing yeah and we're that's that those are the decisions we're going to make yeah and it just failed People were like, uh-uh, you're not doing the thing that we want you to do. Right, mm -hmm. right. So so the people didn't come and the ministry Well, we started continue? out huge. I mean, okay. it was like like this thing was about to So they stopped awesome. coming because you didn't have children's ministry and things like uh, that? We just, we just weren't providing the things, the church thing that everybody was getting all excited about. Mm -hmm. huh. They wanted this next yeah. mega thing to happen yeah. and right. to blow up and to be the coolest next thing. But we're like, well... Gosh, I don't know if that's really what we want here. What Jesus wants? What does He right. want? Right. Let's just hang out with each other and Jesus. Let's yeah. just do that. Yeah. And it was just so unsexy, and it failed. Uh, but it was the greatest gift to me uh, in my walk, in my family's walk. Yeah. With God walking with Him. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that might be left field, mm -hmm. but that was my no. experience. But it's it it, it speaks to what shapes it, it shapes your view of how it works. Good. And what failure actually is. Yeah, it was the, I mean, truly the greatest success mm -hmm. of my spiritual life was that failure. Yeah. So, okay. 
So in, in, in our experience, you know, Susie, you've been in the church for a long time and, uh, and that's okay. <laughs> um, did you, is this something you wrestled with, with your experience in California? Is it something, is it something that you really don't think a lot about? Is it? Um, I didn't actually start thinking a lot about it until I became an elder. And I had to look at budgets and mm-hmm. help make decisions about staffing and right. things like that. And right. we've had to make some really hard decisions in we the have, last few right. years. We have, yes. So, I mean, I always I always kind of looked at it before as like, well, we do need the money to keep the lights on and the building mm-hmm. available and the air conditioning on and the paper for the handouts and yeah. those things. And then at the same time, I also had like, you know, I've also had a very... Um, sharp awareness that my salary comes from people's sacrificial giving. Right. You know, so yeah. that's not lost on me. Yeah. But I think when I became an elder, it sort of shifted because I felt responsible for it. Right. And I also grew up in a scarcity mindset type of situation where like, you know, my parents were immigrants and, and, there was always this like, well, we're going to go back someday because that's where all of our stuff is. That's the promised land. So mm-hmm. here we're just going to make it and there might not be enough. And mm-hmm. that, that was kind of my, yeah. what shaped my childhood and the feeling I had about money and things like that. And so I, that, that is still something I struggle with. And so I noticed, you know, as we were you know, particularly as we went through COVID and yeah. lots of changes and stuff where money was not coming in it was scarce. and it was scarce and yeah. we thought we would have to make some really yeah. hard decisions. Yeah. I I could feel myself in that scarcity mindset and sure. I was worried about it a lot. Yeah. And I would pray that God would provide and he mm-hmm. would, yep. you know, give us the money that we needed so that we could stay open and so that we could be generous, yeah. you know, because yep. ultimately... My hope is that we can give money away right. to people and we can serve those that are underserved. And and for a, a long time, I was praying for that. Mm-hmm. And then I would say just very recently, um, I've, um, I've noticed that a lot of anybody, not just churches, but uh-huh. we're talking about churches. Yeah. Um, they can, it's really easy for us to lose sight of our vision mm-hmm. and lose sight of the thing that Jesus is leading us to do because of the driving force of needing the money. Right. You know, I mean, like you could have made a very different decision, Tim, at that mm-hmm. time yep. and created something, yeah. you know, that people Huge. would yeah. say is beautiful and successful and for the kingdom and all those things. Right. And like, I just have seen so many um, ministries or I've noticed ministries that, you know, started off as something and then have become this whole other thing. And and there's a lot of pain involved because the driving force is making givers happy and um, yeah. the money and all that. And so I've really lately felt this like really deep conviction to change the way that I pray and I just pray that God gives us just what we need and just enough to do what he wants, whatever it is he wants us to do, you know, and that includes paying whoever we need to have on our team. But like, 
you know, not make it too much because I, I, I think we're all really like, mm-hmm. I know for me, I am prone to become enslaved to it, mm. you know? Right. And it's just, it happens all around us it in does. all of our complaints about the American church or whatever the things <laughs> that we complain about. Oh, yeah. A lot of it is around is surrounding the this. issue of money and mm-hmm. power that comes with money and mm-hmm. and influence all of that. and platforms and, and yeah yeah. So even something that starts out really good can become corrupted because of mm-hmm. our propensity towards that. Right, and that is part of the dilemma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike, you said you have thoughts on church and money. They're in lies the dilemma kevin yes. and secondly um <laughs> yeah so so the the thing about mark that is so genius is that mark captures the dynamics of the disciples in a way that completely parallels yes the failures of the western church uh, in every step whether it's debating who's great or who's not, or um, you know who's going to sit in glory, or um, no, you don't, you're not going to suffer. You're going to, you know, to go and triumph. In every single place, we succumb to the same. And Jesus calls them satanic dynamics yeah, right. that the disciples succumb to. So I think the American church personally is hopelessly corrupted by the dynamics of capitalism. What I mean by that is exactly Tim's point. That that if you want to run a church, you have to run it according to preset tracks mm-hmm. that um, that that themselves are based on uh, consumeristic ideals of what a church should be and how it should operate. And so the issue isn't money. Money money is just power. So you can have power well or poorly. Yeah. True. The issue is that money creates a dynamic in things that is corrupting, and it always is corrupting. It, it's never not corrupting unless you're actively battling against it. So Jesus actually names mammon as a power. That mammon was an Aramaic word for a god of wealth and money. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, the only time Jesus names a rival, like physically names mm-hmm. a rival for the affection and allegiance of his people, and so the issue isn't, again, whether or not you have it, because we all have right. some degree or another. Yeah. The issue is, is that it drives us right. and, and it creates dynamics. So, I mean, for instance, I, the number of pastors who, if they weren't paid by the church, would preach differently mm-hmm. is <clears throat> staggering. So that's the that's the corruption of capitalism. Well, I can't say that, even mm-hmm. though it may be in the Bible or a personal conviction or whatever, yep. because givers would leave. Yep. Mm-hmm. So money's driving that entire conversation, right? Um, uh, when we talk about and and even the ways in which we talk about money mm-hmm. um, are consumeristic, right? Right. right? Yeah. I mean, so yep. we're inviting people to give because of X, Y, and yeah. Z, and not just simply out of gratitude to God, but you know they've got to give to something, to some picture, some vision, some cause that they find compelling. I mean, and it, we've even taken the gospel and reduced it down to a consumeristic transaction transaction where you have a hole in your heart and Jesus will fill it and you'll be happily ever after. So the money conversation is the symptom. The root 
is that that our imaginations around discipleship have been been so ruthlessly corrupted by the transactional and consumeristic nature of everything in our world right what capitalism does is it commodifies everything and so when you commodify when you commodify spiritual life right mm-hmm. um, and spiritual health right you distort you from the very beginning you distort what all of that is so uh, the church is a commodity that people invest in if they want to. We're just another nonprofit, a long line of nonprofits. And that is exactly the, the wrong way to do the whole thing. On the other hand, <laughs> well, I mean, on the other hand. Therein um, lies the problem. Therein. Yeah, yeah. On the other hand, um, as you said at the very beginning, Kev, God doesn't need money. I mean, his church is indestructible. And it's our... It's our misunderstanding that causes us to fret as churches, right? Because Journey, I mean, if if no one gave another cent to Journey Church, would Journey Church still exist? Sure. If we had to find other jobs, great. If we had to sell the building, Mm -hmm. fine. The church is indestructible. Right. And so we lose sight of that in the midst of... And so one of the things I think that if Jesus were here, he would be addressing consistently with us is rather than be a counter-narrative to the anxieties of the age, the church just reflects the anxieties of the age. Yeah. Right? So we're not purveyors of hope, regardless of what's happening in the world. We actually are feeling whatever the the world is feeling, and so we make business decisions and strategic decisions Mm -hmm. based off of those anxieties. And we actually make decisions about what we're going to say and not going to say based upon those things absolutely that was the vice grip i was caught in Mm -hmm. oh motor for ministry is money okay so i need money right well but don't talk about it and and how corrupted are both of those so the motor for ministry is the spirit yeah right Right. and jesus (laughs) talks about money so much yeah that you can't get around it now all of us rightly react against the manipulation, the shaming, the guilting. Yes. And so we only want to talk about it in healthy yeah. ways, in ways that aren't shaming or guilting. We probably err out too much mm-hmm. on the side of not talking about it enough, mm-hmm. given the weightiness that Jesus gives it. Sure. But, but it's understandable why we would hesitate in an environment that has it's been, been yeah. so bastardized. Yes, so that's much. the word. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say that one. But yeah, that's pastorized. Yes. Pastorized. Yeah. Oh, pastorized. Pastorized. Homogenized. <laughs> yes. Okay. What were you saying? Glorified. No. Um, I, I, I think one of the things I heard you say it like one of the earliest times. Maybe we were even just talking offline, you and I, as to how when we were when we were thumb wrestling. Yes, it was <laughs> one. Two, yeah. Uh, the the idea that generosity of, with our money and our stuff makes us participants in warring against that consumerism and the more i've thought about that i'm like i think that's right (laughs) why no right right yeah the inertia the magnetic pull right of of seeing things as mine right not i'm not managing them i'm not stewarding them they're mine Mine. i mine things so i go into a store Mm -hmm. and i pay i have a commercial transaction and they are mine right and something is brought into existence now between me and the thing i just purchased Mm -hmm. right whereas before i if someone stole that pair of jeans i wouldn't care yeah but now that they're mine i would have to protect them i have to clean them i have to maintain them right you have jeans he uses that illustration a lot. Okay. And I'm always thinking oh, the same thing. I'm like, ouch. Wow. I've seen, yeah, he has one I pair. Have one pair of He jeans. has one yeah. pair. I've seen him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. For funerals. Now, the thing that's super important here. <laughs> that's what they're going to bury him in. His yeah. jeans. His jeans. Yeah. That's funny. 
That's funny. Cremate everything except the legs. And then just stick them in a pair of jeans. And then see what see what happens at the resurrection. There it is. Wow. There it is. Uh, um, all that is to say... Yeah. Yes. You're... <laughs> unless we're actively engaging in resistance. And even our generosity can just be another consumer... Mm -hmm. exercise right right right? so i've got to give money where there's the greatest impact and i'm hey i'm paying your salary so you owe me like all of that can be corrupted too sure that's transactional put my name on a building right however it is yeah exactly (laughs) which isn't bad necessarily but yeah well again what jesus would say Is people if you're who doing have their names it on buildings and they meant it really well. Yeah, we want to thank. <laughs> Sorry, our dear listener. We want to thank Tom Journey for buying this building for us. Does your brother Brad have his name somewhere on a building? In my heart, yeah. yes. The the throne of my heart is where he is. But but that that is the kind of the biggest and most extravagant picture of what we all want, right? Yeah. Our money is an extension of us and our power and our influence, right. and so. Uh, even in our generosity, so there has. So Jesus recommends um, justice. Um, so so engaging our resources for those who don't have any. Right. And he also recommends secrecy, not letting the right and left hand know what it's doing. Mm-hmm. And and that is the beginning of kind of the counter commodification way of life yeah. that we're invited to as disciples. So, of course, the disciples, I mean, you know, we said it, I think, a, a week ago or two. Yeah. Joseph of Arimathea had means. Mm-hmm. There were yep. all sorts of them. They're rich women that supported yeah. Jesus. So the issue isn't that. No. The mm. issue isn't whether or not you want a pool or why you want a pool. <laughs> it's That's really not because you can't answer. There, there, uh, there is a part that would just simply enjoy having a pool and it would make your life fun. Yeah. And that is reason enough, right? We don't have to over-spiritualize or under-spiritualize it. Right. But if the desire for a pool is corrupting other things that are that are um, more direct extensions, if if all of your attention and energy and worry is now being raised uh, by the by the by the pool itself or whatever, and it becomes to, it becomes to dominate your life, then yeah, you should cut that off and flee. But I think there are also ways to really steward these things beautifully. And we mm-hmm. all know people in our yeah. church right. yeah. who hold yeah. money yeah. and, and loosely. so so loosely. Yeah. So churches need to do that too. Right. And um and and so the ways we talk about it, the decisions we make. I mean, I love that, you know, for Susie and Kevin, who are elders and leaders in our church, and for Tim and I who have the privilege of sitting with the two of them about staff issues and so on that I so appreciate living in that tension mm-hmm. because I think part of the right answer is just recognizing the dynamics that exist, not being blind to those. Yeah. You know, we're we're as corruptible as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so the issue isn't, hey, should we um, should we engage with money or not? We can't help that. Yeah. The issue is in what ways are we being corrupted while we're engaging it and are we harming the dynamics that we're trying to create in the church by the ways in which mm-hmm. money might be leading the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember in 2020 after... Um, Lord have mercy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, after <laughs> after George Floyd was killed and mm-hmm. we... Yep. We chose to... We chose to talk about race yeah, and we had... We did. Our friend Anthony came and taught yeah. a class and we yeah. started engaging more with the public. Yeah. And... We I had remember a lo- well. Yeah. We had several people leave. Uh, offended. And... Mm-hmm very upset mm-hmm. and 
Yep. And that was around the same time that, you know, we were running out of money. We were running out of money. And and I came to you and I asked you, <laughs> should we dial it back? Like, yeah, I do remember. we need to dial it back? I remember. And you're, I'll never forget because this is really formative for me, Kevin. Mm. You said to me, you said, if we have to close the doors to this building, mm-hmm. not to the church, but if we have to close the doors to this building over this, then that's what we do. Yeah. Because it matters. Yeah. You know, and I just thought, wow, that's really, mm. that's really awesome. Because I know other people in other churches were having different conversations and, mm-hmm. and, you know, that was a hard decision to make, but it really, it really did shape me in terms of, of how I think of that as being part of a church community and, yeah. and letting that run the show. Yeah. I'm convinced that people leaving doesn't determine what we talk about. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't want to talk about what yeah. other churches were doing or how great we are, and you're not saying. No, that. I'm not saying yeah. that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm saying that's the nor- That's the typical conversation, though. Right. Like that's that's I I share the same upbringing that Kevin yes. had, where mm-hmm. like that was my first thought was, oh, we should stop doing this thing. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the corruption. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. the corruption, and to, yeah. and to act, yeah. actively resist that. Yeah. As a community and as an individual, right. there's just no. There's, you're either sliding into it and being held captive or you're resisting. Yeah. There is no, literally no other ground to stand on. Right. So for us, giving isn't um, to a church. Um, right. Giving isn't, uh, you know, the way that you test God to see if he'll be generous with you. Or, you know, um, your, tithe, your tithe dollars are a measure of your faith and an indication of your mm-hmm. allegiance or whatever. All of that is just nonsense. We see giving as uh, the war against the narratives and dynamics we've mm-hmm. been talking about. Um, and when you give to a community uh, that you're a part of, right. we, you in a way relinquish control of where that money goes, right? So it's an act of trust, yeah. which is different because I'm always in control of where my money goes. But there's also another sense in which, like, whenever I have to pay for something, I value it more. Right. Right? If something's free, then it could come or go. Now, this could be the commodification of it, but I think it's deeper than that. Mm -hmm. Right? If money is, if I'm invested in something, I'm giving energy, time, thought. Money is a part of that. So how we frame what it means to participate in a church community is really, really important because we can frame it in consumeristic terms. Mm -hmm. Hey, we need to keep the lights on, guys. And to some degree, of course, that's true. But there's a deeper sense in which the invitation is to become somebody who's free from the corruptive and corrosive mm-hmm. dynamics right. of capitalism. And again, we're not. This is true of any money anywhere. So right. we just happen to live in a capitalistic society. Yeah. But we are blind, and I have been blind to yeah. the ways in which living in such a society has caused us to imagine church in certain ways, to imagine discipleship in certain ways, mm-hmm. and and to picture what success looks like exactly to tim's point in certain ways Mm -hmm. and that's where the repentance has to come in you know when we're having hard conversations and people are leaving and you guys say no no i think we still need to have these conversations right that's the resistance movement Mm -hmm. right that on a macro scale needs to be true of a lot more Mm -hmm. uh brothers and sisters in jesus but also on a micro movement needs to be true of me as i wrestle with pools and cars and whatever else yeah it's it's 
it's like having a relationship with something that you have to have a relationship with right. and understand how it influences you and how you have influence over it. Yeah. Tim and, and I are similar. This, this is how I feel about Tim. Okay. I have to have a relationship. Mm, right. It can either be a good one or a bad one. Yeah. But it's going to be one. Yes. Dang it. And, <laughs> and one's going to control the other. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Tim's but that controlling. that's that's what Jesus was trying to communicate with these guys. Either right. either it's going to have control over you, or you're gonna you're gonna have control over it. And, and therein, and yes, and lies the dilemma. The answer, right? <laughs> but that again, if 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 you are part of the community of Journey Church and you were there on Sunday, the question we tried to impose or tried to at least get you to grapple with is: What does it make? What what is what do you have to do to change your mind? Or what would it require for you to change your mind? How do you change your mind? And one of the questions you're going to, we all have to grapple with, what is my relationship with money and how do I change my mind about that? And, and I think for a lot of us, it controls us. And I wrestle with it all the time. Because, you know, it, I was told, mm-hmm. don't talk to people about money. And I was told, it's the motor that makes it run. And so I've had to rework my whole relationship with money over the last 20 years of my life. And it's still, the funny thing about it is, is it still comes up in my mind over, I can hear it being said to me. Well, let me replace that, Kevin. Okay, with? You, live, laugh, and love. Okay, there it is. Okay, I want you to go get some word art from either Susie's house or Hobby <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I believe you have some word art at your house, too. I don't have word art. All right. Hey, thanks for joining us this week on the Journey Now podcast. Do you pay for that? Hey, (laughs) guys, we're out. Yeah, live, laugh, love. Thank you for joining us today on the Journey Now podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. So please consider subscribing wherever you get your podcasts.